Morning Glenridge, Samuel here, good to be with you. This morning I want to have a quick look at humanity, what it means to be human. Humanity is a term that we get from the Latin word humando, which means burial or to bury. Loosely translated, to be human is to be buried. Now most cultures that I know make great effort in burying their loved one, irrespective of how they perish, they make an effort to bring them home and to bury them. And I think it's intrinsically motivated by the fact that we are made differently. In Genesis 1.24, we see that animals come forth by the spoken word of God. It reads, And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creeping things, beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. In Genesis 2 verse 7 though, we see God getting his hands dirty and forming and shaping man from the dust of the earth and breathing into his nostrils the breath of life. And scripture says, and man became a living creature. Now these two categories of creatures we can see are made differently and gives us the expectation that they might live differently and that perhaps they might die differently. An interesting development, though, we see in 1 Kings 21, verse 33, and 2 Kings 9, verse 36 to 37. We see God sending word to Ahab and Jezebel, saying to them that they will perish, but they won't get a burial. Their bodies will be abandoned on the surface of the earth and will be eaten by the birds of the sky and for Jezebel by the dogs of the earth. Now, the background to this is that Jezebel was instrumental in the persecution of God's prophets and that Ahab led Israel into sin through idol worship. And I think God was saying to them that he was fundamentally displeased with the monument their lives were building before him. They lived like those creatures that came forth by the spoken word of God, creeping and crawling things out of the earth. Yet in truth, they were made differently. They were made by the forming and shaping of God's hands and received the breath of life through their nostrils. There was a requirement of their li- on their lives to live differently. And the burial that God spoke over their lives was a judgment against how they lived. What can we learn from that? In our time, what's important for us is that we still remain conscious of the monument our lives built before God. Because we were made differently. Jesus in John 15 gives us an idea of what that could look like. Jesus says that he is divine and if we abide in him, we will bear much fruit. In fact, in verse 8, Jesus says, by this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Later on, Christ says that we didn't choose him, but he chose us and he has appointed us to bear much fruit. This fruit-bearing life is a life that builds a monument that glorifies God. And we have the opportunity to glorify God in our living because we have the Holy Spirit to our advantage. It is from this that we understand when Scripture says that we don't um, 
mourn as the world does. That we have eternal hope. That we count it joy when we are in difficult circumstances and sufferings. Because we get the opportunity to acquire the characteristics of Christ our Lord and Savior. To have our being and our movements in Him. To be Christ-like. To bear fruit. So I pray, Glenridge, that we continue to encounter Christ such that our lives will continue to bear much fruit. That we glorify God in our living and in our burial. That we ultimately prove to be disciples of Jesus Christ through our humanity. Amen.